Welcome to the Bernie Kosar Show. We've got the legendary quarterback himself alongside the top dog, Hanford Dixon. How we doing, guys? <laughs> victory Monday, doing fantastic. A long-awaited victory Monday. We have also got, let's see, we got angry Ken in the house, but not so angry today, right, Ken? Well, I'm still a little troubled by Ohio State, but let's talk about the Browns. We knew he was going to. You can't handle any happiness. Huh? <laughs> no, no, I'm Give us a I'm couple happy. crumbs of happiness today. Hey, hey, man, before we, before we go to those Browns, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Ohio State and Michigan. You know, I don't have any skin Just in the game. Just hit the mute button you know? over there, okay? It's, any skin it's in victory the game, Monday. So, so I want to go at it a little bit. Big dog, talk well, to me. Well, you know what? I'm not sure C.J. Stroud is NFL ready. Oh, now he's not ready, Birdie. Now, oh, he's uh, just win games up until now, and he was now a, he he's was not ready. I, I kind of thought, you know, we have a little CTE issues going with us ex-quarterbacks here, but I do recollect that I thought he was passing out the Mr. Heisman oh, to CJ no about question, two weeks ago. No question. And I'm not sure Coach Day is the long-term answer. Well, uh, well, one other question I have, and then we can move on. Is it true what I heard? that Michigan players went to the middle of the field with their flag and just dropped it right at the Ohio Stadium. Not only did they do that, they took a group picture on the 50-yard line. And I'm telling you, I saw Troy Smith uh, tweet this out. No way would that have happened with his group of players. And I'm telling you, had we been in the stands, we never would have let that happen. Look out, Michigan, next year. Wow. Here we come. Hey, where's your angry I, meter on that? About, uh, about uh, what angry meter about that? is off. angry meter is <laughs> off, off the charts. Hey, the, uh, the Troy Smith comments, and we love Troy, yeah. and I absolutely yeah. believe him yeah. that, uh, <laughs> that we would defend our land and stuff. I'm old enough, I go back to the Jim Harbaugh days and the quarterback club and the Chicago Bears days yeah. with him. Uh -huh. um, I actually think he wouldn't have allowed that to happen in his old days with his old Bears teams. So. Well, go ahead. Here. Well, I'll just say this. Uh, if you would have told me that Michigan this year was going to go into Ohio State at their stadium and win that game, I would have said you have lost your mind. Well, I'll tell well, you. You know, one of the things, though, the, wanting to talk about the Browns and the positive stuff but one of the evolutions of football that's going on that's absolutely, I think, somewhat materialized in that Ohio State-Michigan game is I'm a big proponent. I love throwing the ball. We've talked about it. But the offensive game plans that Jim Harbaugh has done in the running game and the evolution of running, we're getting away some from just straight shotgun, four receivers spread offense, and that under center running game and that Michigan physicalness, and I'm disappointed to say, but Michigan won the line of scrimmage, they and they won the physical battle. And when they you did. win they the did. physical battle in, at the in the football game, you you are statistically a chance. You got a way better chance of winning. I grew up in the era of Woody Hayes, three yards on a cloud of dust. I'll wrap this part up with this. I'm putting a challenge out to you Buckeyes right now. Next year, after we beat the Wolverines, which we better do, we plant a Buckeye tree on the 50-yard line. Here we go, Buckeyes. You got three. Oh, that, that has opened up Pandora's box. Come I mean, this is they what, did what is that. he talking about over there? Oh, wait. You, you, got pretty much, you got pretty much 360. How many days? What, what right, let's gap? go to the Browns. Let's go to the Browns. We're not even going to get angry. No, don't Bring get back angry. Bring them back to calm. We got to get back to the Browns because we've got so much to talk about. First overtime touchdown since 1991, by the way, and it comes at home against Tom Brady. Super happy for Jacoby. Let's get into it with our opening drive. All right, guys, how about some initial thoughts and reactions from the game? Well, we talked about last week how it seems like a far-fledged plan to go undefeated the rest of the season and to get into the playoffs with um, a 10-7 and record. We, did, we laid the first step this week, beating Super Bowl, six-time Super Bowl guy Tom Brady. And the way we played this week in getting the W is one of those type games, I think, that could really galvanize a team and create that locker room inertia coupled with, with Deshaun coming back this week is something that absolutely 
was absolutely needed. Well, I, I think some of the things that we're going to get into uh, during the show today, I think uh, the defense finally showed up. I mean, they finally showed up because when you look at uh, – I don't think we played a decent game on that side of the ball since the uh, Cincinnati Bengals game. Uh, and they came to play. I mean, they really did. You could tell they was focused. They wasn't blowing their assignments. They were doing everything that they're, they were supposed to do. And I just think they played an outstanding game yesterday they, in defense, this win. Defense was spectacular yesterday. But let me just say, as an offensive guy, the weather wasn't <laughs> as bad as it was predicted to be yesterday. But it wasn't it wasn't great for offensive football. And defensively, you really should play a little better than the offense and getting after them. And yesterday, it was really telling with Tampa Bay in particular that not only is Tom getting a little older, their receivers, uh, Mike Evans, they didn't have the separation. Um, our defense did a nice job of taking away and, and uh, creating, not creating big holes and big opportunities for Tom Brady. And when you see Tom Brady really missing a couple fades like mm -hmm. he did yesterday, mm -hmm. that was that was really telling. Well, I, I think what we did yesterday, and I think what we have to continue to do from uh – from yesterday and, and let it go on to this week, I think we're taking it one game at a time, which I thought was outstanding. And then, obviously, we'll take it again this week uh, against the uh, Houston. But my question, I have a question for you, Bernie. And uh, you just hit on it. I mean, obviously, you were talking about Tom Brady and how he missed some throws yesterday. Uh, I mean, not necessarily on the same page as uh, his receivers uh, for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know. I was watching the game, and I don't know. I have a. What do you think? You think he is time now, or for him to like hang this thing up, or shall he? You know, obviously, it's some players. You know, it's harder than others. You know, to give this thing up. But I don't know. When I look at Tom Brady, he just wasn't Tom Brady yesterday. Yeah, you know, there's nothing more awesome than to be the NFL quarterback, to be a top tier, leading, winning NFL quarterback. There's nothing better than that. And then actually, there's nothing worse than not being a winning quarterback. And then you have the responsibility of being out there and somehow, some way, getting your team a W. And you see Tom now at 45. He's really struggling, and it's that much more challenging to end up with that W now. And coupled with this, I also say, too, us QBs, we're victims or beneficiaries of the guys around us. And when you're getting older and maybe your game, almost like the Bill Belichick yeah. uh, statement of yeah. me, diminishing skills, which is happening with yeah. age. It was happening with me. It's happening with Tom. All of us. It happens with yeah. all of us. And, and, and I love Jason Light. We talked about him, the general manager. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last uh, last week, he was with me, the, the Dolphins, at the end of my career, the beginning of his. But your victims are beneficiaries of the guys around you. Tampa Bay is also old on offense. Boy, yesterday, I, I want to give our defense and our defensive backs in particular awesome credit for covering. But they were those guys, they did cover good, but there was not much separation. And when Mike Evans is not really getting open, yeah. they had some injuries there. And he really didn't have many guys to throw to. And when he did, he missed those throws. I have a quick question for you. Uh, do, you uh, do you like our little cups I had made up? <laughs> you, you, you know, you're taking credit you know, for this. Yeah, I'm gonna so take the I'm gonna take Hanford's cups. Uh, huh? the Bernie Kozar show with the top dog Hanford Dixon. You kind of like those. Uh, I really like them. I I, I, I want to give you credit for, it, but I think I think Gav was in charge. Oh of it. no, uh, we don't know. have to give her credit, <laughs> yeah. do we? No, there we she is again. Actually, like I got my coffee. And I got my CBD THC oil. A little diet Dr Pepper in here. Yeah, Hanford, how is that Diet Dr. Pepper in it, there? You got a few ice cubes or what? It mm -hmm. is absolutely delicious, and it's cold, and I am just having a blast. We always got to make sure this guy has a diet. That's right. Drink. We learned right. the hard we way. Got you got to have more than one our in the fridge. We got our CBD drinks. We don't need, I don't need my pain relief today, yeah. my spray relief, because we got a W, so we're, we're in good health today. Well, you know what? Guys, before we go to the plays, I got to jump in here because I know as angry Ken, I've been down on the defense. But some of you know, I live in Naples, Florida, and Tampa is the team that Naples follows. So we get all the every sports cast, all the games are down there. Up until yesterday, they were claiming this guy, Tom Brady, is ageless. You should see the games he's playing, and that offense has been clicking. So. I know it's easy for us to say, man, he doesn't look like the same Tom Brady, but I'll tell you what, for the past few weeks, I, we've been watching him down there, 
And so I got to give it up to the defense because I've been hard on them. Yeah. But they play good. To the defense, and kudos more to the defense. You know, there's been a lot of talk, not by us, but by talk by uh, people about Miles Garrett and not making plays at the end of games, not making special plays. Please, let's rest assured. Miles Garrett was not just because he came on the show last week and because he does so many awesome things in the community on and off the field. God, was he spectacular yesterday. He was unblockable yesterday <laughs> through the course of the whole game. The poor left tackle was in was in death com mode for that yesterday. But for him, on with two and a half minutes to go, to make those plays on third down to get that sack, to get us the ball back with awesome field position to get that score, and then to make that sack in overtime. You can't, as a defensive lineman, impact a game any more than than he did yesterday. So hats off to you, Miles. God bless you. You know why I'm laughing over here? When you sit there and you're talking about Miles Garrett, the thing that just popped in my mind, did you see that suit he had on yesterday? (laughs) I mean, he pops in the stadium. And uh, I should have told uh, Big Play that maybe have a shot of this, but it was so funny. He pop it to the stadium, BK, and he's got this uh, white suit on, and I think the suit has got dinosaurs all <laughs> over it. I mean, just in, in, in the middle of his back, all over his pants, all over the coat, and, and the whole works. And I'm like, what the hell are you wearing? He's trying to be like Casper yeah, the White Friendly yeah, Ghost. Well, I guess dude. it was very fashionable for <laughs> him yesterday. You know, Henry, Henry, you better win if you're wearing that suit. Yeah, you better <laughs> win. But you know what, guys? No, co- I, I don't think this is coincidence. You come on the big play show yeah. with Bernie Kozar and for Dixon, yeah. you're going to have a game. That's right. Miles Garrett, that's Joe Batonio, yeah. and John Johnson. John Johnson. Yeah. 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 Hey, you guys, you come on the show. Good karma. They all played well. They did. <laughs> all right, Gab. All right, great. Well, yeah, I know. I think if you come in with that kind of dinosaur, yeah. you know, wearing it, and then you channel that. Did you, you know, see it, Gab? He was an animal out there. Yeah. Yeah. All, all white. Yes. He's got all the dinosaurs yes. all over it. Classic Miles. I think he's he's said he would be really interested in studying dinosaurs in his <laughs> another career. Uh-huh. But, okay, let's talk about uh, switch gears for the offense. Okay, as usual. We started out with a successful opening drive. We actually have some more cartoons for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. If this was only what you know, I've been hey. down on this. If we could hey. only, holy script, the first seventy-five plays, coach. Hey, for the sixth, uh, for the sixth time this season, we have scored a touchdown on the opening drive this year, and for the first time this season. <laughs> We got a W after scoring the touchdown on the opening drive this year. Well, that's the key. That's the key. You said the W because you're right. Normally, we come out and we score like six times in a row. But for some reason, after that, this offense just goes in the closet or something and don't come back out. But Yeah, yeah. they actually showed a stat where I think the Browns have been the team that has the the most amount of time in between the first and second score, first and second touchdowns of the game. Um, this season. Okay, let's take a look here. We're going to start with the Schwartz reverse touchdown for you. Uh, here's the formation they had. We're not doing videos this week just so we can, you know, make sure we aren't. Uh, yeah, no, I like the video call so that we can do some <laughs> some TV uh, besides the podcast. Yeah, some of yeah. this is going to be on TV, so not using um, all the videos and stuff with it. But I love this reverse. Okay, now typically, typically I. Um, only want to do these type plays when I know a team over pursues. Tampa yeah. Bay is a speedy team. They like to be a little light to the defensive edge. They like to crash down and close from the backside, which Coach Stefanski, Alex Van Pelt, and the offensive staff absolutely awesomely deduced in their week of preparation here. Um, they catch them. They catch them off guard here. But what I love, and I wish we had one more week of video, because I have to give a shout-out to us quarterbacks here, because Jacoby Brissett, I love you for how you've played macro-wise for these 11 games. Just awesome of you. And how you uh, culminated and played yesterday to get a W against your old mentor, Tom Brady, was phenomenal. But what you did on this block, you're going to be, if Jeff Saturday didn't become the head coach, 
of the Indianapolis Colts, he'd be, you'd be on ESPN with his pancake blocks, okay? Because you pancaked Antoine Winfield Jr. on this Swartz run. And for us quarterbacks, us old quarterbacks, take personal pride in your strength there. You bro. know what? You have to feel pretty good for Anthony Schwartz, too. I mean, you, yeah. you really do. This kid, no, I mean, oh, he is taking it right in the chin. And uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I was out uh, doing an appearance at uh, – Went one of the Wendy's stores and I had. Oh, Mr. Health Conscious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, had, all right, my well, brother. I, I, all right. Well, I double Frosty. I had a, I had a, uh, a audience of about 15 kids and they were all sitting there and they were all just throwing questions at me. And uh, one of the kids, uh, he about 13 years old and he said he played uh, wide receiver. I said, oh, that's uh, pretty awesome. And uh, he said, yeah, they call me uh, Anthony Schwartz. I said, they do? I said, why is that? He said, because I'm very, very fast, but I can't catch. And I felt just, I said, Man, whoa, sure. now here I, you got a 13-year-old kid. I mean, mm -hmm. he's saying that a bad rap that this kid is getting. But not only did he uh, uh, have the reverse for a touchdown, but he also and got a nice catch. Nice catch. Yeah, and a catch and a little rack after that. And, you know, we talked in preseason when he's having these struggles. Uh, Coach Stefanski called that reverse for him in one of the preseason games. He didn't get a touchdown, but he got like – 15, 20 yeah. yards. Yeah. And then he was implemented into the game plan and caught a couple balls in that yeah. preseason game. Not to, not to try to be funny, but it's yeah. really the only game he's yeah. done any good yeah. with. Yeah. And for him now to come yesterday, Kostafanski, to implement that uh, reverse again, get a successful play, get him, get him get involved. Feet, yeah, get yeah. his feet wet, you know, and get a nice play. And then to make that catch later, you know, to him to contribute yesterday was awesome. To see. Well, you know what? You forget, guys, he's 21 years yeah. old. Yeah, he's 22. Yeah. yeah. He's and you know what? I heard him say, I, yeah, Tom Brady was playing before he was even born. Bernie, how many Browns? Yeah, we have. I think we have five Browns, Cleveland Browns players you know, that weren't alive when Tom Brady started playing. You know, Go figure that one out. Huh? So, oh, and, my goodness. And, and, and Tom should have been here instead yeah. of Spurgeon win. <laughs> I'm but, really showing my age there. People are like, what the hell are you talking you, about? You are. Watch out. Uh, but you, but you know what? I got renewed hope. I got um, renewed hope for this guy. Yeah. And the players love him because he's a yeah. hard worker. He's in before practice. He stays after practice. He's doing everything he can. And, you know, with the Sean coming back, you've got that speed yeah. now on the outside. It's, and, 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 a, uh, and, it's, it's a happy Monday. These, these are young kids you and, really root and for. A, and, again, you never know what a game like this would Due for his career, because he could just man, I, I it could just like jumpstart him. Well, picture twenty-one years old guys, yeah. And, yeah. but these big men yeah. coming at you, you want to take your head off. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, well, your head was off. Speaking, a few times. speaking, <laughs> speaking of big, we screwed your and, head and back. I know, on. I know, I know. Gab is screaming at me over here because she's got to get it going. But <laughs> speaking of big, did you see on that uh, defensive line for Tampa, big number fifty? I mean, he's about. I think he's about. 360 over there on that defensive yeah, line. We saw, yeah, we yeah, saw him in pregame yeah, down by yeah, when Webb was hey, smashing I'm telling you, he's this like is, three humans oh put together, man. Goodness, he's, he's circular. He's huge. I mean, he's huge. Joel, All right, Gab, I'm sorry. Joel Batonio <laughs> took him out. You're good. Yeah. You're good. We are going to move on, though, because the Bucks came right back, marched down the field. They end their first drive with a touchdown. Brady to Godwin. So I do have some more screenshots for you guys. We'll take a look yeah, at God, it. Chris Godwin was really special. Uh, yesterday. 12 catches, 110 yards he, um he had a great game i mean a great great game and you could see they had a classic battle out there with him and denzel ward and you could see there this route i wish yeah what more could denzel have done oh there? you know what he did he could there's nothing because there's, there's not two much. things this is, this is textbook route right oh oh he, textbook he, uh, ball placement timing like he's not out of his route with just that photo shot right there he's just coming out of his route the ball's halfway there. Yeah. What he did was uh, yeah, he stuck him. What I mean by that was he made him think that he was going to run the uh, fade route. And as soon as Denzel turned his hips to go to the fade, that's when he cut it back and got back on the inside of him. And if you watched it, uh, not only did he catch the ball for a touchdown, they also called pass interference on Ward also in this play. And obviously – they uh, didn't want the pass interference call. They just took the uh, uh, the uh, touchdown. But it was just a great right route, Bernie, on his part. Great route, great timing. And actually for us Browns, 
uh, yesterday, uh, Tom Brady, they only threw, they, we, we've talked at length at nauseum about how we've been struggling yeah. on our run defense. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay only ran the ball 20 times yesterday. That played into our hands. That was off of play action right there. They also didn't do play action a lot yesterday, no. thankfully, because they were damn good at it yesterday, and they were productive in a lot of their plays in play action. Where they weren't productive is in their dropback throws, and that's where the, that's where Miles was, was really turning loose on them. So you know what, guys, we've been down on Coach Woods, and like the defense played great, but I want you guys to talk about that fourth down in inches when uh, Brady went underneath center, and for some reason we lined up with nobody over the center or even the guard. The gap was so wide. Bernie, you see that, what do you do? Because he just sneaked it right there for like two yards. Nobody touching him. So first I get massively excited. Okay. So that's <laughs> in so one of the things you study as QBs is there are teams that do that in the heat of battle, in the speed of the game, in the quickness in between plays. Um, that sometimes happens. And I, I always had in my short yards and goal line that if teams didn't line up quick enough, that you're absolutely able to basically just check to a quick sneak like that or basically goose the center and he snaps it right away because if nobody's within the tackle box, you're basically stealing that. So there's actually an 11th commandment, thou shall never leave the tackle box unattended, you know, on third and one. But it wasn't even a quick one. snap. It's like we just lined up wrong. Well, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta watch you using that word goose a lot, you know. You yeah, know, goose, I gotta goose. be. I almost got in trouble <laughs> I did on my uh, the Browns radio show yesterday. <laughs> That's what I was. Uh, I know. Are great, they gonna have you back? I don't know. If I'm allowed back. The great Andy Baskins asked me um, about. He said quarterbacks say they have this special rapport with their center. You know, the center is. You know, they have this camaraderie and stuff, and you know. Jacoby's going to be going with the Ford Center from Holt yesterday. And yeah. how's that going to affect it? And he goes, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? And he goes, actually, the first thing that yeah. comes into my mind will probably get yeah. me fired because we did more under center snaps. We didn't do as much shotgun back then. So I ended up having ass hands yeah, from all yeah. my centers. You know? But on a, on a, I didn't want to hold my kids. They had those toxins. On a serious note, Ken, you, you're exactly right. I mean, that had, I, I guarantee you, I don't know, I, I don't think, uh, that was a call. I, I just think what happened was those guys, the alignment was just wrong. And as a quarterback, and Bernie can test to this because what you want to do is you want to hurry up and snap that ball because you know you pretty much, just like you said, when nobody's right there in those gaps, you see what gap you're going to go to, snap the ball, yeah. boom, we have a first down. I have, um, um, don't hold me exactly to this, but I think I have five rushing touchdowns in my career my man and four of them were on the check with me where the defensive tackles were too wide and it's just a goose or a quick check and you know and i'll take the ridicule for an nfl rushing touchdown okay so despite all my insecurities with this okay i will absolutely i would rather take a touchdown than drop that snap okay? did, you, did you guys see him he thought about not using that word yeah. goose you know he thought he uh, but he said, what the hell? I don't, I don't have my thesaurus handy, you know? You know, but for as much as I'm down on Coach for that one, I'm going to hand it to Coach because I saw a motion from him yesterday on yeah. the sidelines that I hadn't seen before. And we've been saying we want a motion from the coaches. Well, Hanford, you saw him pumping up that I defense. I did, and that's where I was just headed with this whole thing. You're right. And you could tell that all the chatter, all the talk, and, and he – he uh, he's reading all this stuff and he's hearing everybody say that he should be fired. And you're right. Those emotions just came pouring out uh, yesterday because I think he was really, really proud of the way his defense played. And yesterday. those guys were flying around. Yeah. It was like that Monday night game again, where we haven't seen it every game. These guys were gang tackling, running. And so they're playing for him. They're playing and, and, for and, him. And, and, absolutely. Playing and you know what we're going to do? Uh, and we're going to get to it uh, at some point, but we're going to show, you a play where uh, the difference uh, and where the defense was playing together yesterday and not so together in some of the previous games. So we're going to get to that later, but we'll show you that. And Bernie, just a quick stat department fact check from the big play team here. Five rushing touchdowns confirmed. <laughs> uh, thank, you, thank you. All right. All right. Well, hey, let's talk about some of that defense, uh, Hanford. And you're right, we played so much better yesterday. We did slip up in the third quarter, though. I want to show you guys this one um, where we are leaving Mike Evans wide open. So I want to get your thoughts on this here. 
Oh, okay. And and this oh, is. Oh, I love this. Yeah, this, this is, is a, this is a lot right here. Yeah, this play and this concept has been of something we've had all year. And this this is this is one of the plays BK I was I was talking about just then because this looks like he's wide open. Yeah, this is the version of the yeah. Jets play where yeah. they hit the deep guy. Yeah, and and it looked like the guy is wide open. But what happens is you you won't see it, but he there's another receiver that is threatening outside. him come on the outside that's coming deep. And so what Ward did, he played this exactly right. right. He played deepest to the shortest. So he he's not going to let him complete that deep pass. So what he did was he took away that, and soon as they saw them throw it to the flat, to him in the flat, that's what he broke up on it and made the tackle. And that's exactly how Wood's defense, you're supposed to play that, Bernie, just like that. Because as a quarterback – you want to take either one of those, but you'd much rather have that deepest route. So they, since they took that away, you're going to take what the defense has given you. Right, and and on on that play, on that play there, you've been seeing there's a there's another guy at, behind the elf at about the 50 yard line. Yeah. There's also a guy about the 20 yard line. So you have beautiful spacing by Tampa Bay there, and they were in a bunch alignment from from the initial snap. So that caused not only confusion, but it caused you want to take care of deep to short like that. And actually, too, with the Mike Evans um, catch there, that was probably the only time yeah. he was wide open yesterday. What a massively awesome job they did on him. And, and in particular, the rookie Emerson yesterday. Yeah. You know, we've he been was... high on him. Hanford, you've been top dog, been talking about his abilities all year and stuff. But, boy, yesterday he took it to another level of play, and I had heard that he was actually calling out yeah. the coaches saying, I want Mike Evans yeah. Yeah. in the game. And for him to come in there, and Brady uh, Brady was looking rookie on Mike Evans, yeah. trying to throw those fades, and I couldn't believe that, you know, Emerson had that good coverage on Mike Evans. And then Tom Brady, you know, had th two to three fades and he didn't complete any of them, no. but Mike Evans with Emerson covered. That was fantastic. Yeah, and, and this was the first time, in, I, I think, all th Brady had all three of his wide receivers. They were healthy, talking about Julio Jones, Evans, and also Godwin. I mean, he had all three of them out there. But you're exactly right with Emerson. I mean, he's big, he's tall, he's rangy, and he's one of the guys that really get in there and attempt to bump the receivers and not just let them run off the field. And he just had some excellent coverage. And what I like about the kid, they're exactly right. He's not afraid. He's not, not afraid. afraid. He's no. got the attitude, if you're going to beat me, that's fine, but we're going to line up and we're going to go again. Well, Hanford, like he's it. he must be watching the show because you've yeah. been coaching. He's following yeah. exactly what you said. And this is for you folks that haven't watched those old-timers play. Hanford Dixon, that's how he played corner. What do you mean, old timers? <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, give me that uh, meter hey. over there. Yeah. You know, I'm about to explode hey, I'm now. Still, you know? I'm still a little salty about no. that Buckeye rubbing yeah. it in that Buckeye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they okay. Call old timers. That's, yeah, how, that's actually a response. That, like, yeah. Matt, we call old timers the right, Metcalf right. Slaughter Mac yesterday. Hey, hey, kid, I guess I deserve that one. Okay. <laughs> No, but I'm telling you, he, yeah. you know, you, you you disrupt that receiver at the line. It throws off the timing, and and that's not what's been happening with Tampa Bay. I've been watching these this team play. Their timing was off yesterday. Again, give it up to the defense, and, and he had a great and, game. And I'm going to say this, too, and it drives me absolutely up a wall watching some of these defensive backs. Where they get the technique, say, for instance, they want to wrap their arm around the back of the uh, of the wide receiver and then try to make a play for the ball. When you're actually in position, you don't have to do that because as soon as you hook them, guys, I'm telling you, they're going to throw that flag every single time. You don't need to do it if you're in good position. Just go ahead, make a play on the ball, and uh, not get the pass interference call. I'm repeating myself and repeating what Hanford said, but Hanford always had a good base of his feet. Yeah. When you have your base and balance, your feet go with your hands. Yeah. So it all works in conjunction. So your balance and feet and footwork underneath you. Guys, how about we talk about one of the, maybe the best catch we've seen this year. Oh, oh bring it on. Bring it, it on, like gal. All season long, you know, it seems like all season long, the Browns have found ways to lose the game. Uh, games that looked winnable the whole time. It looked like we had chances. Wait, you've been around angry Ken too long. <laughs> come on, come on now. Skew this question another way now. Come on. Wrap but this it's in a true. Pot. It's true. This was different because we found a way to finish. Well, at this point, it was it was tied up, but still, really great. Don't mess this up with the facts. Yeah, defense, yeah. The defense put us in good position. Let's take a look at Brissett 
to Najoku and the sick this is catch. So we, do have, we do have the screen grab of the catch. Hey, hey, so hey Gab, let me ask Bernie a question on this one while you're setting it up, too. Can you tell me why our best, pretty much our, one of our best receivers, they're going to put just one guy on him? I, I mean, I mean yeah. are you kidding me? So for scheming up, there's so, so much. We could talk about this play for hours right now. And then kudos, David Chief Najoku. You matter. That is so phenomenal. That catch yesterday. Uh, that is, I mean, besides we're biased. Those the game-changing for the game, game-changing for the season. One of the elite plays um, that you could see. Um, there's a lot of talk about how that play was even called. Uh, Jacoby didn't like it uh, in uh the day or two before the game and putting those third and fourth down plays in the red zone together. And they kind of talked themselves into it. And as I look at the play, I think it's just such a genius mm -hmm. uh, game planning mm -hmm. of that. And really for third, fourth and 13. Now we talk about angry Ken getting grumpy at uh, coach woods and, and our defense. My God, how you let David uh. Njoku get man coverage Against a middle linebacker, and Bush is a, is a great linebacker, but he's a middle linebacker. Matchups. Matchup is impossible to get that. I mean, you go to church to pray for a gift like that. On 4th and 13, there's absolutely no way you should be no. able to get a one-on-one -on -one like that. So, one, to just to create that matchup, kudos to our coaching staff, play calling, and game planning to get that play there and have that opportunity to save the day. And then to, for Jacoby... Probably a little high, not as high as he wanted to throw it. But for David Njoku, a high jumper from high school, a state champion high jumper at 265 pounds at 6'6", to make that jump. Look at that. Look at Gorgeous that. cartoon. Amazing, I want right? that hey, on the T-shirt. With the Chief, catch of the year. Baby. Chief, you saved the season you right saved there. The oh, saved the season. Oh, seriously, not to over-dramatize this, but that is a, those are career-changing. Those are game-changing. Yeah. Those are season-changing. And that's and it, it seems like look, we got a 4.8% chance to make the playoffs, okay? It seems like a pipe dream. It seems like I'm back drinking again, okay? <laughs> there is a, still this, there is that opportunity here. And when you have a game like that yesterday, you got Deshaun coming back yeah. this week. Okay, this is the time as a, as a team, you want to galvanize yourself. You want to really enjoy and focus because... This is this is the chance now to where you can make a difference. I'm sitting here laughing watching that again because uh, obviously it was a great catch. It's got to be um, really up there as far as top catches. But I I think uh, one guy that was really really excited that he made that catch was Jacoby because like you said Jacoby oh, made, Jacoby this. made that catch yeah. a lot harder than he should have. Yeah. You know I mean he didn't want to put it that high. But, yeah. but you know what we were talking in the uh, pre-show meeting. You guys know how hard a chief works. Uh, Tell him a little bit about those drills that he does. It's no coincidence he catches that ball one-handed. So when I, and it's I a little the, high, but he's a big target too, Bernie. So how how much he's a does huge that make target. And but his his hands his hand and I'm not to not to drop names, but hanging out with the Najoku yeah. brothers and stuff, yeah. playing some of the games that the three brothers play. You know, playing one-handed catches. Their training regiments are just an awesome what they do and all the unique types of training and balance and hand-eye coordinations you check out some of the stuff he does on some of his personal stuff but you'll see him balancing on um one foot on a ball catching literally catching balls one-handed practicing them vertical jumping and making those catches so that wasn't like a one-time thing that happened you say i mean it's awesome to see a guy who works on it puts that effort into it. And then he's taking a lot of flack for people saying he doesn't make plays, dropping balls and stuff. And I've, uh, you know, I've been a big proponent of his athleticism and his ability to make plays. And at a time when absolutely organizationally, not to over-dramatize this, but from an organization standpoint, we were on the cusp. And that that was a probably a organization team game-changing play. Well, no one works as hard as as he does, and, and, and he comes out uh, every game. I mean, everybody knows him. He comes out, he has no shirt on. All the girls and like all that, the, yeah. All, 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 the, all the girls like that. But I, I got to say this, man. I, I, I like the kid since he uh, signed, since he became a Cleveland Browns. And I for the I just don't understand, and I was, I was telling a, a couple people, and I said, why would we go – and give Hooper all that money 
And we have Njoku that is clearly, clearly a better tight end than, than he was. And what was it? It wasn't even a year or two years yeah. later. We got rid of uh, – we gave him all that money, and then we got rid of him and uh, obviously moved Njoku up to uh, the number one tight end. But, boy, I, we could see it. You and I could see it from when he first got here. He was just a, a nightmare as far as matchups with uh, linebackers. And you have to really put a safety or nickel guy or someone like that yeah, on I mean, this guy. Right. A, a linebacker can't cover him. And the awesome thing is is um, he is a all-pro, pro bowl tight oh, yeah. end this year. There's no and, doubt about it. And what he's done to elevate his blocking game, he's probably the best blocking tight end going in the NFL right now. So between him and Travis Kelsey, Cleveland – Cleveland from Cleveland Heights and Cleveland Browns got the two top tight ends in the NFL. And you know what, Ken? You're right. You know what he's starting to be? He's starting to become, you know, those leaders you talked about that we need on this football team? He's, one, he's starting, starting to, to become be one, one of those. Well, speaking of leaders, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I'm as much an old timer as you two. I used to go to Lakeland and watch those uh, training camps. Hanford would have his shirt off run out, <laughs> run out there. <laughs> Maybe he got that from you, Hanford. Hey, you know, I don't think he got it from me. But we'll let you be an old timer if you want to, kid. I mean, we, Bernie and I, we tried to delay it a little while longer. <laughs> Gab, don't you laugh. Don't you no, you say guys, one you guys word. are looking good. You okay. guys are no old timers here. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of, we also had some other game changing plays. You talk about Brissett's 45 yard bomb to Cooper on third and four in overtime. And obviously, Chubb finishing the job for us. How about some final thoughts on the game? Yeah, you know, the, on on Coop's third and four, 45-yard bomb to, from Jacoby, of course that was phenomenal. And a shout-out to Amari Cooper yeah. and stuff. You know, to for him to man up, take the arrow in his heart when he dropped that ball and basically say, I dropped it, I'm so mad at myself. I mean, the way he handled it is is what a pro's pro does. It's what I think um, it endears yourself to the guys in the locker room. And for him to, uh, nobody felt worse than him after that. And for him to make that play and then stand up for it like that, um, you feel for him like that. Yeah. And then for him to yeah. have the opportunity to come back and redeem himself like that and make that dominant play to really put the game away was phenomenal. And I think where he got in trouble was he let the ball come to his body because you could see it, uh, it was an out pattern that he was pretty much uh, running over by the sideline, and it was uh, it was fourth down play, very very uh, uh, important drive that we had going, and that he knew that that killed the drive, and you could just see him. A lot of players uh, come I mean, came over to him on the sideline, and they, you know, uh, let him know, hey man, don't worry about it. We you know, know and, we and, know the type of player that you are, and he and I think that made a difference, and then. He caught another yeah. comeback yeah. the next time, yeah. and he actually body caught that one and double caught a two off his shoulder pad that yeah. almost bounced out too. So he makes he ends up making that second mm -hmm. catch, and then and then the big one in overtime. And Gab, to answer your question, uh, I think uh, looking at this game, uh, like I said, I I, I I thought it was a game that we came out to bat, and we were, right away we were ready to play. I mean, obviously our offense. Uh, uh, did some wonderful things, uh, put some points on the board. Yeah, uh, Nick but what Chubb I, running right but, off the but, bat. But what I like about it was we did not abandon the run. I mean, we stuck with it, we stuck with it, we stuck with it. And normally when you have a back like Nick Chubb, if you stick with it, he's going to break a play here and there. And I, I tell you, he just had some beautiful runs. I mean, yeah. just some beautiful runs. And defensively, like I said, defense finally uh, – um, came to play and, and they played uh, really well. Yeah, I mean, for Nick to get 26 carries, 116 yards, and to keep, uh, to Hanford's point, to keep wearing him down, to stay yeah. with it, and then staying with it, and then that final drive in, um, in overtime, it really was the Nick Chubb drive. Yeah. Hey, speaking well, of phenomenal runs, real quick, Ken, um, did you guys hear about the rally skunk running around in, in the stadium? Cause I, I did hear a little rally skunk. I got there. a little shot of that, too. There you go. Oh, <laughs> right. I, saw, I saw you making out with a skunk there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. kissed a few frogs. Oh, she's kissed a few frogs, you not a skunk. that thing up? Oh, oh, you kissed it and it turned oh into Hanford. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. Okay. <laughs> Damn, you kissed it? 
<laughs> no, no, it was uh, so I, at the ballpark. We have a guy, Jungle Terry, who comes in. He brings all these animals for the kids. So it was like a domesticated skunk. But that thing was so cute. It was, so uh-huh. it was well, perfect, you, perfect meme. Uh, so the skunk couldn't skunk you. <laughs> no, no, it couldn't. It couldn't spray me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, it, it's it hard. De skunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to follow that, but you know what? With Amari Cooper, we love the emotion. And Gab, can you put that picture again up of uh, Jacoby Brissett in? Uh, Tampa Tom and to keep that up there for a moment because you know we we all said coming in this was going to be a tough gig for Jacoby but one of the things I think you ask Browns Nation you ask angry fan you ask old timers like me this is the heart of a Brown right here a guy who's tough and accountable and a leader he doesn't claim to be a leader he just is a leader and shout out to you Jacoby Brissett man I hope you're on our team next year because I'd love for you to be a Brown. But at the same time, I think you deserve to start somewhere. And I just want to say, man, I'm a fan of yours forever. Wow. I got to say that um, you must have stolen my teleprompt, okay? Because I would (laughs) like to reiterate just that. I mean, not to suck up to you, bro, but that is well said. Um, And for Jacoby to do what he's done and to handle a tough situation like this and to keep getting better um, and to play at an elite level, I mean – we're to, people are saying, hey, shouldn't he be the backup quarterback forever yeah. here? He's yeah. the, he has the top 10-rated yeah. QBR in the whole NFL. He should be having aspirations of starting here right now. I yeah. mean, after finishing out this year, he's he's shown he belongs in this league. And that was one of the questions uh, that, w- that uh, I think one of the reporters asked him this week. Uh, and the question was, uh, does he see himself uh, staying in Cleveland? Is he going to... Uh, does he want to be the backup or, you know, and he, he avoided that question. He said, I'm not going to answer those questions right now. And you, you guys exactly right. I mean, he, he played a lot better than I thought. And I got to say, I don't know him as good as I want to know him. So Uh, Jacoby call me anytime for anything, brother. Yeah. (laughs) But I actually think he's so, um, he's so mature. He's so good at what he does that um, this coach Stefanski mantra of, a day at a time, a game at a time, win the week, want to know this week. I really believe he is just focused in on this week, this yeah. season, yeah. and after this season, he'll determine this. Well, himself. absolutely. You know, the way he took that last drive in regulation, got us the touchdown, and then got us the win in overtime. You know, the stats weren't as good as they were last week in Buffalo, but to me, that was a way better game. That's a leader right there. That's a champion. 23 for 37, 210. You know, they, he got a 75 quarterback rating because he had the, the one pick. But the one pick was a Hail Mary at the end of the second quarter. And actually, the one interception was as gorgeous a play as he could have done because to throw the ball off his back foot 63 yards into the yeah. end zone like that was, was a damn good throw. <laughs> well, that, that takes us now into the Sean Watson era. And... Uh, you know, hey, the young man paid his dues. He's out there. We're going to talk about the football end of things. Guys, what do you expect next week with Deshaun Watson? Because, you know, he hasn't played football for somewhat 700 days. You don't just walk right out there, I don't think. Guys, what, what, do, we, what do we expect? Well, I got to tell you, Jacoby, um, it, it appears like he made it easy at the transition. Um Jacoby's play has their offense, and Jacoby's at a level of play that is uh, absolutely impressive to me. We've talked about this on a podcast the last couple weeks, and I believe this so much when I started being massively comfortable with me being able to play. About five or six games into my second year, the game of football really slowed down. And you heard Jacoby Brissett say, um, a couple weeks ago that the game's slowing down for him. He's able during plays to really analyze process and come up with decisions, good decisions during a play because the game's almost in slow motion for him. Um, th- that being said, Deshaun, how he played, he's played one game in 700 days, a preseason one quarter against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that was almost a precursor to what we, I think we're going to see on away stadiums. There was obviously the fans really hostile the vulgar the type of things you're going to hear um it's going to be noisy that type of statement um but the speed of the game i'm worried about for deshaun and that not playing in 700 days um how quickly you're able to get the feel for the pass rush for the timing when to let the balls go and stuff so 
this is the type of game um, having Houston 1-8-1 and one right now, having a team that's struggling. We, I hope they continue struggling. I, I, I think he'd be okay. I, I mean, I, I really do. Uh, uh, he, obviously, he's played a lot of football. He's played a lot of football in the uh, National Football League, and obviously because we gave him that big contract, $250 million, we just gave him all guaranteed. But I, I, I think what this guy will do is, um, and I've never played the quarterback position, but I think he'll get out there, and you talked about the speed of the game. I think what he'll do is uh, he'll make sure uh, he hit his outlets, a lot of his outlets, like uh, in the beginning. But I, I just think the game, he will be okay because this guy can play. He can play, and he have uh, his legs. When you watch uh, Jacoby uh, Brissett run, uh, that's nothing compared to when you're going to see uh, Deshaun because this guy has some wheels on him. Well, that yeah, RP- was, that- but, and, and I really would recommend, too, is it's look, you haven't played in almost two years. The, the game of football is, is emotional anyways. Yeah. Um, you're going to be emotional coming to your, coming to your original team to come yeah. and play and stuff. I would really recommend – to just be yourself. Try to play within yeah. your own your, yeah. your own emotional tools, within your own physical. Don't try to do everything um, too much too fast. And, and that's what I mean by those backs, your backs coming out the oh, backfield. Oh, yeah, knowing where you, your check you downs know, are. Yeah, knowing where your help yeah, is. Yeah. Knowing where your outlets yeah. are. Yeah. You don't have to make a big play on every play. That RPO, though, we're going to see some of that, that run play option. That's something that's been missing. You throw that in with the speed of a Schwartz. And you got the tight end that can go out now. All of a sudden, this offense looks a lot different, and you sustain drives. You know what? That RPO can get that third down, and we're not punting. And now all of a sudden, the defense isn't on the field as much, and it all changes. So not taking anything away from uh, our great quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, but Deshaun changes the game in that way. So I I absolutely concur with you 100% on that. I love the RPO opportunities that we're going to do and that you could implement with Deshaun and with our phenomenal running game, absolutely for sure. But to my point of the 700 days of not playing, um, what I loved with Mike McDaniels and Tua down in Miami, when he does that RPO stuff, that's actually really quick decisions. Mm-hmm. You mentally have yeah. to be on your yeah. mental game really quick to decipher what you want to do off of what I see and read. And because I haven't seen and read you doing that in the last basically two years, how quick am I going to be able to really analyze that and make that decision, putting the ball in, putting the ball out, trying to get that accurate, getting that accurate throw? I have a quick question for you, though. Just from a playing standpoint and looking at all the variables around what's unfolded, yeah, Deshaun hasn't played for a while, but in terms of playing with pressure on his back, don't you think a lot of that is alleviated almost just because, one, the Texans aren't that great, two, the Browns haven't had a stellar season, you know what I mean? And he is a little more agile, like Hanford was saying, than Jacoby, So, and he can really play. So I know he's taking some time off, but – I think it'd be harder for him to step into a situation where we would, we've just been hot all season and, you know what I mean, and now we're coming in to play a really hot Texans team. How does that, just sort of the circumstances, do you think impact from a mental standpoint well, Deshaun stepping in there? Well, I'm going to say this, and, and um, I think this is the perfect game for him to play. I think this is the perfect game for him to play. The reason why I say that, because um, you look at a, a Houston ball club, and um, they're not very good this year. But they're still in the NFL. Whenever you play in any team, you play in a team in the NFL, anything can happen on any given Sunday. But I don't see this team uh, being a, a um, uh, obviously one, not one of the top teams in the league. And I think what will happen is, um, Bernie, I think he's just going to go out there and I think he's just going to, obviously, like you said, he's not going to uh, let it go right off the bat. He's going to slowly get into this thing. But I think, again, I, I, I don't care. I just think he's going to not miss a beat. Well, and to your point on that is offensively, our offensive system is set up to evolve yourself into it. With the running game, with the play action, with the boot and naked game, um, you don't have to be all things to everything right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. So you have a chance with the play calling, with the scripting that we're, we're talking about, that um, you could script in. A, a play to uh, um, 
evolve your way into the game. And, and what's been great too, Gab, is that he's been able to um, uh, get some practices in for a couple of weeks now. So he's been out there and he's like, my understanding, he did all the scout team uh, plays uh, the last couple for the last yeah. couple of weeks. So, yeah. Well, that takes us into a new era of, of Deshaun Watson. But we also have a new era of sports betting that's coming to Ohio. And with that, let's move into the big plays. All right. So we've been teasing it, ladies and gentlemen. And now it's time for the big reveal. After an exhaustive search, we've heard that there's a number of sports books that are coming to town, and you've heard some of the names, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, Bet365. Some of you may not know this. I've been in the payments world for a long time and have been working in the world of sports betting since 2015. I know all these organizations very well. I've met with many of the C-levels of these organizations, including traveling to Europe and meeting with a number of these organizations that are headquartered in Europe that are coming to the U.S. I couldn't be more proud to unveil after really talking to everybody in great detail. We're going to make an announcement right now. The Big Play Network is signing a partnership agreement with an organization called Tipico. And here they are right now, Tipico Sportsbook. Now, I know a number of you people might be saying, Tipico, I've never heard from them, heard about them. They're the largest sports book in Europe. Their first country was Germany. They've watched all the other operators come into the U.S. They've said they've targeted Ohio. Ohio will be the third or fourth largest state in sports betting. Now, that's not taken away from the FanDuel, the DraftKings, and all the others. They're all good, and I'm sure you're going to try them all. But the reason we partnered with Tipico was because they will do some very unique betting. And they are really very interested in the Ohio market, the Cleveland market, and they want to work with Hanford and Bernie to come up with custom plays. You're going to see things that you're not going to see from the other operators. We'll get more into this as we go through the coming weeks, but sports betting through the Tipico Sportsbook and ultimately what we think is going to become the Big Play app is going to be any unlike anything else you've seen out there. So we're, we're telling you about it now. But combining with that, we are also announcing, and I'm very proud of what Big Play's doing, our new studios and our lounge, which we're building at Burke Lakefront Airport. And Gab, I want you to keep that up there, because for those of you that haven't been to Burke Lakefront lately, you see on, the, on those images, the left is what the terminal looks like right now, but on the right is the sports lounge that we're building, and uh, right not in this picture is the studios that we're building, which is absolutely first rate by next year's season of the Bernie Kozar with Hanford Dixon show. We'll have you guys in the studios there and we invite the public to come down and be part of this and watch. And it's really very exciting. And Tipico is behind this. As a matter of fact, you see there, the goal is to have this open by March Madness Basketball. And the way we envision this working is you'll come down, those big monitors will be going, you'll be betting, you'll be having fun with our different pros. We've got Cavaliers that want to come down and be part of this, the Guardians, of course, our NFL players, our old-timers. And, You're stuck uh, with us, bro. And <laughs> soccer, as we just announced, that soccer is going to be big now in Cleveland. So a lot of great things that are coming down the road with Tipico, Big Play Sports, and our lounge. But another thing that really sold us on Tipico, and I'm, I'm going to have Bernie comment on this, they're very interested in partnering with us on giving back to the community. And on every single bet that's made, we're going to take a portion of those bets and we're going to build a fund. You're going to hear us talk about this more as we go, but we're going to build a fund to give back to the community. And as a matter of fact, shout out to my friends, Bill and Mike Meadows, who's done something great with the Turkey Bowl, the Meadows Turkey Bowl, just raised $530,000 this past week. I went to school with uh, Bill and uh, by the way, he, he, he pointed out, we were at dinner last week, he's caught a touchdown or he's caught a pass, I should say, in every one of the 31 games they've had for 31 years. Now, I'm threatening... Well, it. tell him when he gets like up to 160, <laughs> he can kick up with Ozzie right, Newsom. Right, right, Until right. then, I don't need that pressure of 31, 32. That's child's play. Now, That's I, child's play, I've threatened those guys that next year... 
31. <laughs> Next year, Angry Ken might make, make it a, a play out there, but uh, but I love You're the fact. Need my doctor opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't the key them to rehab with me. The, the key about the key about the Meadows is they're all about giving back, and that's one of the things yeah. we love about yeah. Tipico and what we're doing. Bernie Hanford, talk about what we yeah, want to do with know, the community. I, I, we're joking about it, yeah. but it's actually, I'm joking about it because I'm just so proud to be involved with all of us and be involved with this. You've heard me talking about it at the community. I mean, we 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 really pride ourselves on what God's given yeah. us, but we're really so blessed to be able to give back. And I used the phrase, we're able to do well by doing good and stuff. And some of our some of our um, other teammates aren't really as uh, health wise or financially right. aren't doing as good. So many people in different parts of our community are really being challenged with stuff that's going on. So community really is at our core, and being able to develop these type of programs and be able to give back and help and genuinely make a difference for some of the great things that have happened with us and being able to kind of carry that message forward. I'm, I'm proud to be able to be part of this. Well, and I, got, I have to give you a lot of credit because uh, when you came to me with the idea, I just thought it was an excellent, excellent idea. Obviously, uh, I'm like you. I'm aware of some of the struggles for a lot of the guys, and uh, that's why I thought it was just a great idea. And also, Ken, I got to piggyback on what you said about medals. I, I will watch that. Uh, I've never been to the Turkey Bowl. But I've, I'm aware of it and, and all the good things that they do out there with it. I was shocked to realize how much money that they have actually Three million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I was really shocked that it was a number like that. But kudos to them. Yeah, and that's that's the type of thing we're going to do. In fact, we're going to next year as we get into the uh, that season, we'll have those guys on. But you know, it it it's about giving back, but at the same time having fun with it. So there is sports betting, and again, we want to remind everybody: this is your your this is your play money. If you feel like you've got a challenge with this getting out of hand, we want you to call one eight hundred Gamble in Ohio, or reach out to the Big Play Network. We'll see that we get you the help. But for those of you that want to have some fun and are able to do it, we've got our one-star play of the week. Let's bring it up here, Gab. And this one is going to be, you know, we talk about we've got to stay involved with our our division here. We've got the Bengals. And, by the way, there's a path for the Browns to get to the playoffs. The Bengals have a tough schedule, and it's the Chiefs heading into Cincinnati land, Chiefs favored by three. Bernie, what do you think? Well, the Chiefs are a little bummed out from last year's uh, outcome to that game. I want to start betting now with my heart, so I want the Bengals flat out to lose because I'm the <laughs> eternal optimist on the winning streak that the Browns are going to continue. But um, I just love Joe Burrow. And anytime Joe's getting points at home, I'm a Joe Burrow guy. And I'm, I, I, I'm now betting to win money. So... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, and and with that said, I'm going to agree with you. I think uh, I think the Bengals, uh, I, I like them right now. I like where their football team is. And, you know, we always talk about winning in November, pretty much the end of November and December. Yeah, I mean, our, and, our great coach, yeah. Marty Schottenheimer, November and, is moving, Mom. Yeah. It's important to put yourself in a position in and November. And they are starting to do that right now with that football team. I'm so, all in on the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Come on. We love Travis. That doesn't surprise us. <laughs> Chiefs. All right, let's go to our three star. All right, there's a lot of. Oh, 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 How come they didn't have this hell in Denver when we <laughs> yeah, played? Yeah, yeah. God, Broncos, bring it back up there, Gab. Bring it back up there. Heaven. We, we, got, uh, we got Denver traveling into Baltimore, and there's. Man, there's problems in Baltimore. Yeah. There's problems in Denver, but the Broncos are seven and a half point. I hope they both lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe a tie. <laughs> you better, you, you, you no, better watch out now. You know Ozzy watched this I love show, Oz, so you. I better, love you, Wiz. Okay, yeah. man, I'm scarred. I need you to lose, okay? Because we're gonna finish ten and seven, okay? <laughs> I am. Um, I, I gotta go with. Uh, it's as bad as the Ravens' defense is playing right now. I think they'll they're at home, and I think they'll get it done. I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore. Ravens. There, 
Well, I'll tell you what, they got a quarterback issue over there in Denver right now. I don't know if you saw what's going on with Russell Wilson. I'm sure you guys saw it. Yeah. Russell Wilson arguing with the players. It, it you, you hear yeah, but what's, That's really interesting to me because Russ is really a good guy, too. So it, it, like, I don't see him having adversarial uh, issues with his team. Well, BK, you see, Ken got it wrong. He said, Russell's smart enough to know you don't argue with one of those big guys. It, it, it wasn't Russell. It was, it, it was the guy arguing at Russell. Russell just, you know, I'm just going, whatever you say, you know, we'll deal with it later. You know, he didn't, he was, I, no. That is, that, is right. what, that is what it looks like. Yeah. Like, man, I got, a, I, got a, I got a lot of problems yeah, in my life right now, right. man. I don't need shit from you right, right now to right. pile on right. me now, okay? My life is spiraling yeah. downward, okay? I'm stuck in this hell for you know, guys, four more years, okay? Uh, did, I'm going to be two uh, and 14. Yeah, you know, I don't need you right now. You know, go ahead and say what you want to say. Get it over with. Uh, you know, we'll deal with that later. Yeah, this is the beauty of NFL football, though. You know, we get so mired into what's going on on in our little world of Cleveland Browns and hardships and problems, every city, you lose a game and they're jumping off the cliffs. I got my buddy Eric lives in Buffalo. Yeah. He's ready to jump off a cliff half the time. <laughs> yeah. He's not, you know, can't get the coaches and calling. And he's now not he's jumping seeing, off a cliff. He's jumping off a snow pile. <laughs> <in Buffalo. laughs> and then Lamar Jackson, guys, with the tweets. And I, we can't. We were going to put the tweet up that Lamar Jackson had yesterday, but uh, Gab said, "No way. The censors won't. We'll be thrown off the internet for what he tweeted." <laughs> no, the, the, well, the tweets, just got the that tweets up there. There's just no words. Hey, <laughs> There's no took, usable he words. He took it down in a hurry. Yeah. You know. But, well, you know, no, we were joking. No, yeah. we were joking. So uh, that looked like one of those ones where you're on the team bus going to the airport you read something you're grumpy you haven't eaten so yeah, you're just in yeah, a bad mood yeah, yeah. you just put something out and then you get on the plane and you fly and you go man i screwed up well, yeah. <laughs> that flight lands i go let me delete that <laughs> shit <laughs> let me get rid of that i didn't mean that Has somebody got my twitter account yeah. <laughs> Damn, All right. <laughs> well, we talked about Deshaun coming back, and that's our five-star guys, Deshaun Watson, over, under, on yards. What do you think? 240 yards. Can he do it, Hanford? I think he can. Oh, I'm going right. to go with the uh, over there's there. There's no way I'm yeah. bringing any negative yeah. karma. Yeah. No <laughs> negative karma, right? Oh, We're going north of 240. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm all in, all in on that. And Deshaun, we're, we're, we're behind you. Jacoby. We love you, Deshaun. You're now taking over the team. We can't wait for you to come on the Big Play Network. And with that, I'll turn it back over to Gab for the two-minute warning. All right. You got it. Dave, you got one more thing? I was going to say, 4.8% chance of the playoffs after that win. I'm going to sound like a massive homer on this, or yeah. just like I'm saying this to be positive. I said it last week. Nobody, and we said it through the course of the year, Yes, our defense has been struggling, but going into the year, we thought we had a top-tier defense. You don't want Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney rushing you in December and January. Miles and Jadavian Clowney showed yesterday yeah. what they're capable of, what the rest of the year could look like in those bad field conditions. And when you could run the ball like we could run the ball, nobody wants to play us. So that if we could get into the playoffs – Nobody wants to play the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs with the way we have a defensive line like that, with their two ends, and with our running game. So I don't recommend this for somebody who wants to do a retirement account yeah. on this. But yeah. this, if you're a gambler, those are these are these are these are props that's worth taking a shot yeah, at. Yeah, plus ten thousand, that's a reach, but plus two thousand if you're looking for a reach to win the AFC North, that jumped up. Yeah. Wow. yeah the Bengals, the I Bengals like have it. a tough schedule. Yep. Isn't it amazing how fortunes turn? Yeah. We're on the playoff hunt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one week we went from suicide and putting that nail in the coffin to yeah. You know what I used to always say? All we wanted was a ticket to the party because oh, once yeah. you get a ticket to the party, anything could happen once you get to the party. So, that. But you have to get that ticket to the party. And uh, what did you say? Four point eight. We sang that Bing Crosby show a song, We Do Not Want to Be Home for Christmas. You know? <laughs> All right, guys, how about a two-minute warning? Talk about anything you want. So my two-minute warning this week is Wait, that we are... Wait, stand by, I'm going to run the video. You huh? ready? Hold that thought. Hold that we Production. Got a, we got a cool little video. Oh, okay, let me see that cool video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two-minute uh, two warning starts now. 
on my on my promotion for we have John Carroll here in Cleveland. We had with the uh, L.A. Chargers. We had John Carroll West. Now this week we have John Carroll South with Nick Casario down there as the general manager. Um, University School, John Carroll, and what he's doing implementing that talent base. Yes, they're one and eight, one eight and one. They made that trade for Deshaun Watson, where they're getting our draft picks in the next few years. Um, this is a game we absolutely should win, although their team has some good youthful talent. And I give a shout-out to Nick Casario, a young quarterback from university school. And uh, John Carroll is doing a great job down rebuilding the Houston Texans. Well, I want to talk about those Buckeyes, the Ohio State God, get Buckeyes. off. <laughs> Hit that mute. Hit that mute. It's been a beautiful State show today. Great seeing you Buckeyes, <laughs> where you had Joe, John Harbaugh, you had the Harbaugh brother go into uh, Ohio State at the Ohio State University and just beat up on them. I don't have any skin in the game, so I could talk about Ohio State. <laughs> I feel bad for you. But now you're going to mess around and let Alabama get in the playoffs. Alabama Road Tide. What yes, is, I'm from Alabama. What Mobile, is in that, is in that Mobile, Alabama. What is in that coffee cup <laughs> over there? You know? Diet Dr. Pepper right here. Okay, that's a spiked Dr. Pepper a, with that thought. On a serious note, though, I, a lot of my friends and you guys are um, – uh, Ohio State uh, fans, and I just like to uh, rub it in a little bit. But trust me, if you'd ask me who's going to win that game, I, w I just knew Ohio State was going to uh, win that football game. And I think Ohio State still deserves to uh, get in the championship because they're, they're a pretty good team. And uh, quick note on our Cleveland Browns, played well. Played well. Uh, we didn't give – like I said, we didn't give up on the run. And if we do that, I think we can uh, beat anybody, and especially – if our two guys, talking about our two outside guys, talking about Clowney and talking about Miles Garrett, who, like you said, took a lot of heat for not showing up uh, at the end of the game, and he did show, show up. He showed yesterday. up. He was phenomenal. Oh, I want to do one shout-out, too. On, on this Deshaun coming back and for the other players, and this isn't just covering for the quarterback, okay? There's a lot of focus, a lot of attention. The whole talk this week is going to be about Deshaun coming back. From the player's perspective, Deshaun's an awesome quarterback. But the other players, we don't show up to watch the quarterback play. You still got a job to do. Yeah. You want to raise your level of play with your quarterback coming back to play. This is a game where you're not there to watch and be a spectator like me and Top Dog are going to be doing. This is a game where you want to raise your level of play with Deshaun coming back and then almost start that convergence, that spark of of finishing out, going into this month of December, making a difference, making a statement. BK, another excellent show. Great show. Four and seven. My man. Victory Monday, finally. And right before we let you go, Hanford, we can't let you off the hook. It is anniversary time. <laughs> I, was oh. trying, I was trying to, I was trying oh. to slip by that one, you know. I was trying. What do we have Chauvinistic here? What guy, is this? Wait, you're gentleman. giving me a hard time. I was trying to slip what? by that one. Come on. Oh. I gotta give you my Super Bowl <laughs> ring in my pocket here. Oh. Oh, let me read this so for the people watching on their phone. So Thanksgiving Day, the anniversary of me, Dana Kilmer, getting knocked down by Cleveland Browns, Hanford Dixon, <laughs> Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. <laughs> See, and she... Hey, and but what's cool is, if you keep reading, that's Tony Dorsett's yeah, feet at the yeah, bottom yeah, there, huh? And, and listen, she didn't say I made the tackle on Tony Dorsett. She said I was chasing him. Come on, uh, dude. Well, I, I don't know. I heard a story that this was after the game, and Hanford asked for her number. And she's trying to get away. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. I got the. I got her number here okay, for you. I got okay, it. For you. Okay. I, I give it to you. As long as one of us got it, you know that's all right. Good show, dog. Good awesome. show. Good show. Right. You matter. You Don't matter. Five and seven next week.